Hi, I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Liz. And welcome to the research room, a space to make research by the people for the people. And today we are wrapping up this month's topic of stress and coping. Uh, although, like, we'll be doing some related things very soon, um, but at least for the end of this month, uh, we wanted to end with like a, a practical tool, maybe, <laughs> for everyone to be able to use uh, at the end of this. Um, so uh, the article here is called "Effects of Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction on Depression in Adolescents and Young Adults: A Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis." And we will definitely unpack <laughs> what all of that means. Yep. Uh, very soon. Um, but this was by Chi et al. Um, so Chi and colleagues uh, back in 2018. So just a few years ago. Uh, and so the main thing here um, was that they, uh, well, I mean, they got a whole bunch of studies. Uh, that's what a meta-analysis is. So actually, I mean, Liz, um, yeah. can you help explain what that is? So it's very complicated in terms of like the procedure and stuff. So, but like in general, a meta-analysis is basically synthesizing research. So it's not just, you know, a single research study compiling like a whole bunch of them to just understand like is there actually an effect right across all these different studies so I would say that that's like the simplest way of describing it yeah totally so um that I, I think one thing that I'll add to that is just that they want to be as comprehensive as possible so uh, on any specific topic that they want uh and like I mean that could be a, a very very specific thing or it could be like a pretty broad thing um like it could be just generally what is the relationship between stress and depression let's say um or you can narrow it down between like uh, what is it specifically like what is um uh, stress uh, that is like parental stress for kids um on depression uh on one specific depressive symptom uh like maybe that is like sleep or something right. um and the, they like they, they find all the studies uh, that go with that so in this case um they they did narrow it down quite a bit and they wanted to see um what mindfulness based stress reduction um which is just a type of mindfulness practice and we'll define that in just a little bit um what that does for depressive symptoms. Um, and that's just kind of across the board um, for these young adults. Um, and so what they found here um, was 18 different studies um, that had that met these criteria. Um, and across all those 18 studies, they had just over 2,000 um, participants. So a pretty sizable amount, I would say. You can make a conclusion <laughs> based off of that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what did they do? So uh, all of these studies, um, they had some sort of like mindfulness-based intervention. Uh, and th what that typically kind of uh, sounded like was uh, an eight-week eight course um, where they, uh, for a few hours, they met weekly, um, typically in a group setting, uh, but sometimes individually, um, with someone who's just like a practitioner uh, who does uh, this mindfulness-based uh, stuff. Um, and so they do that um, for across the eight weeks. Um, they might also have like a retreat at some point um, where that's like an extended like mindfulness like day <laughs> where they can maybe be mindful with everyone. They also do um, like then, daily homework too, right? That's like another yes, exactly. part of it. Yes, daily homework at least 30 to 60 minutes a day um which like maybe that sounds horrible but uh, a little bit. <laughs> uh, hopefully it's not right yeah no it actually is um but <laughs> helpful uh, as they find um so the, the main finding here is that um, this mindfulness-based intervention, it actually does end up working. Um, so uh, it doesn't like, like 
completely wipe out depressive symptoms, um, but it does lower the chances. Um, and it, you're just, you're less likely to feel these um, severe kind of uh, depressive symptoms um, at the end of that, uh, that whole course. Um, the only like kind of rub here is that like, it doesn't necessarily last after uh, those eight weeks uh, or so, um, which is like, it's, uh, I mean, it's iffy, like it's probably, it depends on each study. Um, each study will do things a little bit differently and like things like that. And like, uh, again, like we'll definitely talk more about that. But maybe before we uh, continue on this, um, we're, we're saying mindfulness-based stress reduction. Like, what is that even? So maybe let's, let's walk through an example here uh, in real time. Liz, do you want to take over? I mean, first of all, should we even define like what mindfulness is? I mean, oh sure. so they define it in the paper. Do you know offhand, like how they define I it? <laughs> I don't know offhand. Well, like, I think the simplest <laughs> definition, right, is just like being the present moment. You know, like not thinking about the future, not thinking about the past. You're just like basically attuned to like the here and now. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, should we walk through an example? Yes, great. All right. Okay, so this one is like basically a, a basic mindfulness exercise just to alleviate stress. So it involves like taking three deep breaths and like inhaling and exhaling. So I'm going to kind of like walk us through uh, the script. Okay, so what we're going to do is begin by taking a deep breath and hold it for five seconds. So breathe in, and then we're gonna exhale and relax. Okay, now we're gonna take another deep breath, as deep as you can this time, and hold it, counting for five seconds. And as you exhale, just imagine blowing out all of your stress. Okay, we're going to take our last deep breath and hold it. And as you exhale, blow out any stress you've been holding on to, saying to yourself, relax now. So hopefully you feel less stressed now. <laughs> I know I yes. do. Yeah, no, that was good. Uh, we should do that. We should just start every podcast episode like that, I think. I know. That would make it like so much easier and fun. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's there's plenty of different types of mindfulness-based stress reduction techniques. Um, this one that Liz just uh, demonstrated, that's much more of like a sitting meditation uh, sort of thing um, where you're like focusing on breathing. Um, and things of like that kind of aspect. Um, but like, there's also other ones. Um, so there's also things called the body scans, um, where you are like, you're literally scanning through your body and seeing what, are, what uh, tension might you be holding in different parts of your body. And like, I think it's usually like very like eye-opening, right? That like, oh, I didn't know, like, why is my pinky like that? Or like, why, uh, yeah. why is my cheeks uh, so tight or whatever? If you're focusing um, on literally like every part of the body, like scanning each part of it. So comprehensive mm -hmm. yes uh, uh there's part of me that like really wants to like uh, demonstrate that as well uh, well i don't know we'll see uh, so i mean there's because there's other types uh, i don't know i'm undecided on which one <laughs> we should also demonstrate um so if not body scans, then uh, there's also uh, mindfulness-based um, self-compassion, uh, which, I mean, it's very different, um, which is where, like, you might give yourselves, like, affirmations of, like, yes, you are capable and that, like, you, you, uh, you can think positively of yourself and, like, uh, it's fine that you make mistakes. Like, you, you allow yourself um, to, to just, like, feel what you're feeling uh, sort of thing. Uh, and hopefully, um, 
you then support that with positivity and like you, you kind of get out of the, the negative cycle there. Um, There's also mindful so yeah, very, eating. Mindful eating mm. is actually another thing which is not raised here, but like you can actually remember a class I took on this. We actually engaged mm. in this. We did like MSBR for like eight weeks in class and we mm. actually ate a, ra- a raisin and we had to like feel the raisin as it like traveled down our body. So mm. it was an interesting experience. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, was that successful? Could you actually feel it and go through? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like being very present focused. Like I feel like a lot of the times when we're eating, right. We're actually like running off to the next thing, right. We're so busy. We're not even paying attention to like what we're actually putting in our body. So mm-hmm. it was interesting to do that. Yes. No, that's so cool. Uh, I, I, I really like the idea of um, just eating. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> In general, if it's if it has eating, I'm I'm on board. Um, I've I've literally had friends that have, um, I mean, they've like practiced it like like right beside me, and they've started crying of like how intense uh, like just everything is like now you, everything is like amplified like the smell, yeah. the taste, um, all of it. Um, yeah, so I I also highly recommend that if you haven't done that before, just like take some time, like really uh, chew on your <laughs> bites and like take time to uh, savor the moment, right? I became one with the raisin. Like that's really what happened. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. Um, uh, so uh, I mean, yeah, these are all like more of the like cognitive uh, sort of things, like where you're really like thinking and feeling and like just seeing how all that goes down. But then there's also like there's yoga um, that often goes hand in hand with like these mindfulness based um, practices, um, and typically not like the like high intensity sort of yoga. Like it's not necessarily like that kind of thing. It's uh, much more just like slowing down your movements and like really being aware of like how are your arms reaching out, how are your legs uh, reaching out, like how how exactly are you stretching, like are you also so like are you putting tension into like different parts of your body that like you really shouldn't be um are you focusing on your core things like that um so yeah i mean all of these things usually get taught uh in a single like study like <laughs> they really yeah. go through uh the gamut here um which I, mean, I think is great that like you have um diversity in, in the kinds of techniques that you're learning and again it makes it um, hard so- to compare you know like especially mm. with this study you know the fact that the um the duration, right, of the study differed across like a lot of the studies. So some of them were like eight weeks, which is like the regular one. And there was like 10 week, 12 week, all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that, uh, there's, there's a lot of things here that like does make it hard to compare from study to study and see like, are we actually getting the same effect here? Like what are we actually averaging together? Um, uh, so, I mean, yeah, some, some pitfalls, I think that, I mean, Liz has more pitfalls of meta-analyses. I'll, I'll try to like counter it, but like um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good to know like both the pros and cons of like these kinds of studies. Um, so yeah, I mean, just the, the duration itself, right? Um, because we yeah, have from person to person, like just even the way that mindfulness will be taught, like what are you focusing on? Um, what are the lessons here? Like what, what are they trying to get out of it? Like all of those could really differ. Um, and so I imagine that like, it's not equal across the board. Um, and we, we do uh, lose uh, some of that uh, in, in doing the meta-analysis. Um, uh, well, I think they else? did look at that though. I think that they looked at duration, like in this study, right? And did they find an right. effect for duration? I can't remember. Uh, I think 
they did but i don't think they like found it so conclusively that they were uh, like yes this is something that like we want to make sure everyone knows about like I, I think that they did find um a subtle effect and like potentially if they had more studies they'd really be able to see um like yes uh, the duration of the mindfulness based um intervention like that actually is something to be um considered um but yeah, I mean, I, and like it, it works in the way that like you might think like longer studies um, have the stronger effects, um, which is, yeah, and that makes sense. Um, Maybe then, it's because it's becoming more habitual for people. Like the longer you engage in something, it actually like crosses that pattern where it becomes like more of a habit and like part of your everyday routine. Yeah, uh, that's exactly the, the thing that like I was thinking about with this was that like, well, why, why even like eight weeks already? Like that seems like a long time to be yeah. doing an intervention. Like, why can't it just be a week? Um, but at the point that you raise is like, yeah, I mean, you, we have these um, patterns already like in us uh, and we have to get rid of those patterns and then we have to form new patterns. Like that's yeah. going to take a while. Um, yes. Uh, I mean, have you, have you ever like done any like actual intervention like this? So I actually did this as part of a graduate course. So it was during mm. my time at UMass Dartmouth. Um, so we were actually part of a research study where we had our brain scanned and we did an EEG. Mm. Um, so it was like a pre and post to see if there were like mm. any neuro, um, any like differences in terms of like brain activity as a result mm. of doing this. So we also did like journaling. So after we mm. would engage in the practice, we would actually reflect and like write about it. So it was a great experience. Like I actually feel, felt like less stressed, you know, at the end of doing it and my headaches like decreased over time. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, did they also find like the differences in, in brain activity as they were expecting? I believe so. But then again, it was like a small sample size of like mm. grad students. So I don't really know. I wouldn't feel comfortable making like a claim about that. Uh, but, mm. but personally, uh, it worked uh, for you. It did. <laughs> And that's okay. what matters, right? <laughs> yeah. So then uh, I guess my follow-up is like, after that study was over, like, did you, did you feel like you knew the techniques enough uh, to like, just continue practicing on, on your own? Like, did you feel motivated enough to do stuff like that? Yeah, I did for a while. And then like life caught up to me, but I don't know that experience. Like I thought back to it, like during a really stressful time and I kind of just like mm. engaged in it again, you know? Mm. So I think that once you learn those techniques, it's great. Cause you can actually utilize them like in the future. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Okay. So like I, the reason I, I asked that uh, is because in the study, like they don't necessarily find those follow-up effects. Like um, after those eight weeks are over, they didn't find that like, uh, like if they, if they finish at eight weeks and they uh, tested like a month later, um, they don't necessarily find that the participants are, um, are uh, still with the decreased um symptoms the depressive symptoms yeah. um and like that's probably due to like some studies do find it some studies don't find it so it's just not reliable enough um but yeah i mean the kind of the things that you're saying like i mean life catches up to you like <laughs> i mean oh. it's 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 paradoxical right that like i mean the time that you need mindfulness the most is probably also the time that you're not doing it because like you just feel so stressed out exactly but that's the thing, going back to what we were saying about a habit, like unless you actually make it mm. a habit and like a daily thing in your life, I mean, what motivation do you have to actually do it? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So then I, my mind kind of goes to like, if, if we were to do longer interventions, let's say this was like a 16 week intervention and like, that was just the norm. Um, like that seems to be probably long enough to like build a habit. Um, do you think that 
you would find follow-up effects in, in that case. Do you think people would continue with mindfulness-based uh, practices after that? I would imagine like having a longer duration and also like in terms of like the intensity, like that was one of the mm. downsides, like I, in my mm. opinion of the study is that they didn't look at the intensity. So like whether mm. or not they're doing exercises, the retreats, all of that. So I think that that matters. Like the more intense it is, as well mm. as the duration, I feel like that would lead to better effects long-term. Right. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, some of the things that might go on with that is like, how, how much homework do you have? Uh, but maybe we were already complaining about the 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. So probably not, uh, if, not if ideal. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough thing, right? Like, uh, I think if you, if you really wanted to make an effect, like you would really have to like go into somebody's life and be like, uh, you're, you're stopping your work, you're stopping your school. Like you're literally just going to do this <laughs> for a while. Right. Um, and like, that's, I mean, it's unfortunately just not practical uh, to do that um, in, in the society that we live in. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, if you really wanted to, to make those habits form, uh, like you, you need to, to like, let go <laughs> some of the other stuff and then like maybe reintegrate. Um, Definitely. So I mean, yeah, intensity. So yeah, maybe it's like also the amount of things that you're doing in a day. Um, maybe these retreats are a little bit longer, um, things like that. Um, I'm also wondering like how many people are around you. Like, so if it's like a mm, class where you have lots of people around you, maybe you're talking about the practice, like after you're engaging in, with it and like, maybe you're having social mm, support on top of that, mm, you know? Right. Yeah. So I, I ended up looking uh, at the... So in meta-analyses, you get to see, you, I mean, usually not necessarily always, but it's been like, it's pretty common practice now that like they will show in a graph, uh, like all the different effect sizes for each of the studies. And you get to kind of just see like, what was the strongest effect versus like the lowest effect. Uh, and like, you usually get like a nice <laughs> like curve of things going on there. Um, and so I ended up looking into what was that strongest effect? Like, did they do something specifically like in that one versus like the other studies? Um, and now I'm trying to remember what, what did they find? Um, I have it right here in, in my notes. There was so um, many details with studies. It's hard to remember all the fine details. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So they, they did end up doing group sessions um, in, in that one. Um, so let me, let me just like quickly read off uh, some of the specifics here. So they had a two and a half hour meeting every week. Um, and they had this with other people that were in the intervention. They had, um, they had the leader uh, leading things, they, uh, they did a practice and they, they talked about um, like, what were they feeling in the moment? They also talked through like in the past week, what was happening, like also trying to like help uh, fix and like course correct. Like maybe they found that like they weren't um, like doing the meditations correctly or like things like that. Or like, why was it difficult for them to like actually engage in it? Um, in real time, they got to like get advice on like, how do you do it better? Um, so that they did that kind of stuff. Um, they also, this was, uh, I think, highly intensive, um, was that they had to record their at-home sessions. Um, so their daily homework, uh, they had to record it. And then they actually, they went through that in the group meeting, which is like, I almost feel like that would probably hurt things more than it would help. That things, would stress like, me out. That would not alleviate my yeah. stress. That would prompt it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it worked here. Um, and that's also kind of like one of the like downsides of these kinds of things, like, because it's eight weeks of things that you're doing, like, you can't necessarily figure out like, was it because of this? Was it because of that? Like, cause you're just, you're packing up so many things into that. And like, maybe yeah. at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily matter. Cause like it, it works and like, <laughs> like something in there works. It's, there's something magical about like this, this, uh, 
combination of things. It would um, be nice to know and, what that is though, you know, like mm-hmm. in terms of interventions and like trying to help people like live more mindful lives. Like we would need to know like what those specific components are, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, it's always, it's the back and forth of that. Um, I mean, that's, that's what academic research really tries to, to get at. It's like, what are those specifics? Um, and then there's, there's uh, practitioners that are just like, I, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> something worked, <laughs> like, right. leave me alone now. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to spend my time uh, trying to figure that out. I'm going to go do this again and like help somebody in the meantime. Because um, <laughs> well, there's um, more of a focus on the individual, right? So where they're not really, really right. caring about like averages, right? That, that's what we do in research. They're, they're geared right. more towards like the individual and what's actually going to make their life better. Yes. And I think there's, there's just too much <laughs> to unpack there. And uh, hopefully I'm not like showing my biases <laughs> on like what I think. Um, but I, I think like, I mean, honestly, we could probably just like have a whole podcast uh, on that specific idea of like, do you focus on the individual? Do you focus on the averages? Like what's, what's better for society? Um, I don't know if there's a right answer either um, necessarily. Um, okay. A little so bit of both. See. Right. Definitely a little bit of both would be good. Uh, if we could work in tandem, that would probably be the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, uh, that whole thing, like it, it seems like a pretty intense uh, kind of <laughs> study that they ended up running. Um, although I didn't see if they had uh, follow-up effects in that study. Um, but I mean, it was the typical like link. Um, and again, like for all these things, like for some people, it probably did. Like, it's it's very rare that like you find every single person improved uh, after the end of the study. Some people probably stayed the same. Some people probably even ended up doing worse um, yeah. at the end of the intervention. Um, and so maybe that that kind of brings up a point that I, I know that you have, Liz, um, about just like is too much uh, too much mindfulness a bad thing? Yeah. So I think this is really fascinating because this is kind of in line with like this new like movement in psychology. So like positive psychology. So like my Mindfulness is kind of part of this like whole movement and it's kind of like similar to everything, right? We need to have everything in moderation. And I feel like that might be the case with mindfulness too, even though it's great. I don't think a lot of people have really looked to see like over time, can it actually have like a negative consequence, right? So I actually found that there was um, research surprisingly done on this. So they find that after a certain point, it can actually have negative consequences, So it seems to be the case, like in terms of your sleep, um, more mindfulness um, over time, like it can actually inhibit your sleep. So, so, okay. Um, Let's maybe let's uh, step back just a little bit. uh, So I can also (laughs) make sure I'm understanding this. Um, So it's this idea of like the inverted U shape, right? So like, if you literally were to draw out, (laughs) like, I wasn't going to get into the specifics, but yeah, (laughs) basically, it's it's important for the people to know, Uh, if you ever hear someone (laughs) try to be a smarty pants and say, Oh, it's an inverted U curve, like, whatever, like, be quiet. Um, (laughs) I wish we could like draw, like, I wish we had the capability to draw Hmm. on the podcast, because I totally actually we might be able to um obviously neither of us are technically savvy but i think we might be able to (laughs) we can just like do air drawings in the meantime so like yes you want to take it away and explain or do you want me to (laughs) i'll try to do this um but feel free to jump in um so if you imagine here if we are going uh well let's see 
if I'm doing this, is this actually left to right for you? Like, so that is right. That is right. To okay. So it. I have to I have to invert this. Okay. So if we're going from left to right, where this is uh, no mindfulness, this is mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of mindfulness. This is a lot of mindfulness, uh, potentially too much mindfulness. Um, if you follow this curve of like how beneficial is it, um, you can see that like it, it keeps getting more and more beneficial as you keep going to like this middle part uh, of like oh like I have a good amount of mindfulness at this point, but then at some point it kind of drops off. And like, yep. as you get more and more mindful and like maybe too mindful that actually you start, you uh, lose the benefits and like you potentially get a little bit worse. Um, so what that might mean in this case uh, with the sleep kind of stuff, right? So like a little bit of mindfulness might like decrease the stress and like you can feel a little bit more at ease when you're going to bed. But then if you're too mindful and you continue thinking about <laughs> all these things about, oh, like, yeah, I, I did have a hard day. Like, oh, like uh, what, what's actually happening here right now? Like, oh, I'm still feeling like <laughs> too stressed here. Like, oh, what does yeah. this pillow feel like? Oh, like <laughs> my hair is like brushing against it. Like I'm <laughs> feeling all the uh, sensory all these stuff. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, and then, then you just like, you, you wasted like two hours, like being too mindful about like how you're feeling, um, rather than just like letting your body like sleep. Yeah. Or maybe just like, it makes you feel so alert, like by virtue of doing the practice right mm. over time, over the course of eight weeks, like you feel more alert and your like, um, need for sleep kind of decreases. So maybe you have like insomnia mm. because you're just like, I don't need to sleep because I'm alert to my present surroundings, you know? Mm yeah you're, you're like feeling refreshed and you're like oh like I can do some more things now yeah so what if it's 2 a.m it's okay right uh, Annie if only she was here today she has so much to say on that oh yeah totally <laughs> um that was okay, a good yeah, demonstration so, though <laughs> with my inverted you yes <laughs> um so yeah so too much uh of, of even a good thing um which like I, I think it does seem like the findings are pretty clear here they're like overall these are good uh and again like we, we will not put the stamp on like for every single person this is going to work and that this is going to be the best thing and that like everyone should try this out right now like it kind of just depends on your life right like some people uh maybe like so this also kind of goes back to another point that like I've talked about in the past about like social support, right? Like if you just aren't used to this kind of stuff, like it is sometimes it's more <laughs> distressing than it is helpful. Um, if you are forced to talk about your emotions all of a sudden, like that's stressful. If you're forced to like now sense all of the, the things that are happening in your body, like that's also very stressful. Um, and if you don't know how to like handle it, if you don't know how to get out of that, like uh, if you don't know how to control your breathing after that, like that, like, yeah, I mean, you can go down a slightly negative path there. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, so I like, there's another story that like, I, I want, like, do I bring this up? It's kind of dark, but like, <laughs> I, I mean, know. dark is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cause there's like the other things about, uh, mindfulness. So like mindfulness, I, I, I mean, it comes from like Buddhist tradition, um, uh, there's there's plenty of like just practice that has happened for centuries uh, on mindfulness. It's not it's not this brand new thing that has suddenly like come up into our lives. It's, it's been um, yeah, maybe publicized in a different way, uh, and, and different people have been able to like talk about it. But like it's been around for a long time. Um, I think bringing it to the West, though, right? Like it's a relatively new thing. I would right. say, yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, and that's absolutely true. Uh, so like. Um, Oh, what's his name? <laughs> I'm blanking on his name. Um, Kabat-Zinn, but what's his first name? Oh, um, are you thinking Tietnahan? 
I've uh, not, not Tina Hutton. Um, okay. Although, uh, like, yeah, he's also, he very much um, helped with, like, the the transfer from, like, East to West. Um, but, like, I think Cabot's in, is his first name John? <laughs> no. It is John. Whatever, it, it is John. Okay, it yeah. is John. Okay. Yeah. Um, so John Cabot's in, um, he, I, I think most people would say, like, he would look to him and be like, yes, he's probably the person that, like, really started putting this into the West. And I mean, he started with, like, the more medical sort of practices, people with pain, um, how can you be mindful? How can you uh, get over this? Um, and uh, like this other people uh, as well, uh, like Jack Cornfield, um, I, I know he's like one of the bigger ones uh, who um, he also like started. Um, I mean, he didn't start. Uh, his wife started um, Insight LA, uh, which is like, I mean, I would say that's probably like one of the prominent like centers uh, for like things like meditation, mindfulness and things like that. Um, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> right here in California. Um, so um Oh, yeah. Why was I talking about this? The history of, of mindfulness, right? Um, so uh, when it comes to this kind of thing, like for a lot of people, it's probably fine uh, if you're not taking it too seriously and you're just kind of like, you kind of like have it regularly into your life and like things like that. You can integrate it pretty well. It's not, it's, it's probably going to be a good thing. Um, but then like on the other side of that is if you are taking it like maybe a little bit too seriously uh, and like you, you like if your whole life is just mindfulness and nothing else, like I, like, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing to like lose sight of like you can you can be a little bit future oriented like that's yeah. okay <laughs> like <laughs> i think to be a human being we need to have those components right you don't want to be like deeply rooted in your past you want to be able to move forward in your life but you have to have a sense of like what's to come you know you can't just be like so focused on the here and now you have to kind of plan a little bit right yeah um and there's, there's so many different things that go, go on with that but like uh like aside from the practical things, but like there's like also like the, there's the stories of uh, like people that have taken like Buddhist tradition like a, a little bit. Uh, they've very much internalized uh, the lessons. Maybe I'll say it this way, um, where uh, I mean they kind of just like end up finding that like maybe life isn't actually like worth it, uh, and it's like uh, you've you've lost the sense of like oh like what what does it even mean to like be physical and like to be here it's like uh like I, I need to be like relinquished of like my my body and like these these uh these groundings that are here it's like it, there's of course like those kinds of like sides this as well uh, like it, it's very rare uh, but like it happens um as well and so i like yeah i mean I do this under like a guided like um like person like someone who has done this has experience with this uh, as well um yeah i mean there's, there's plenty of different ways that this could uh, potentially go uh, wrong um but yeah but i would say like overall it's like a good mm -hmm. practice to engage right. in you know especially if you're mm -hmm. like so stressed out and you're trying to find ways to like alleviate those symptoms i feel like it's a great right. thing to do Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I, I agree. Uh, science seems to agree as well, which is uh, kind of nice. Um, let's see. So, I mean, uh, we're kind of out of time, uh, so I don't know if I can really sneak anything else in here. Um, but there, I feel like there's so much more to talk about. I know. <laughs> um, what did we, we even discuss? Like, I mean, I, I think hopefully uh, uh, through all the things that we talked about here, hopefully you've gotten a sense at least of what mindfulness is and like how you might start to incorporate into your life. Um, there's plenty of, of places that you can do this. Like, and I mean, with COVID around, like not necessarily physical locations, although there are plenty of physical locations that have opened up again. Um, but like, if you don't want to do that, there's plenty of online resources as well. Um, YouTube, it's like all across YouTube. <laughs> 
though. Yes, absolutely. It's everywhere. Um, so if you, if you ever do want to try it out, like, I mean, why not? Just like look into it see what you feel about it. Uh, maybe try a, a body scan at home. Like see, uh, are your ears tense? <laughs> like, are you from uh, like doing something with your eyebrows? Um, yeah. I mean, I think one that like always gets me is, uh, where is my tongue placed? Um, when oh, your yeah. tongue is like at the top of your roof, like, yeah, I mean, the, the, it's just adding so much more attention uh, to your mouth that like, oh, like I didn't even know that like I was doing this, but like, stop yeah. it, move your tongue back down. Like, <laughs> my thing is my cheeks uh, because I've noticed because I'm mm. always like smiling or laughing. It's just like tension in my cheeks. So for mindfulness, I'm always trying to like be conscious of that and just like relax my face. <laughs> good. Yeah, no, that's, that's such a good thing. Uh, Okay. I mean, maybe we'll just try to incorporate mindfulness <laughs> techniques <laughs> in yeah. the rest of our podcast. Um, Cause yeah, no, this is great. Um, uh, yeah. So what's, what's that like last thing? What do you want to say uh, about mindfulness? I mean, I think it's just safe to say that it does seem to have, you know, be beneficial, um, but we don't know over the long term. you know, what are the mm. effects? So the unfortunate thing about this study is that it doesn't look at it longitudinally, so like over the course of time, like say 10 years, so like really see, is this actually advantageous for people's mental mm-hmm. health, different outcomes? Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's, that's very well said. Um, so we'll, we'll continue uh, with uh, next week, um, other topics that are, I mean, sort of similar to this, um, but we'll, we'll change the topic for the month of September, uh, or at least we'll label it differently, yeah, but it's, it is very similar. Um, so resilience? we'll be talking is that what we're right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Resilience. This whole idea that like, um, you can, you can potentially like stop the, the negative effects of like these, these pretty stressful kind of events. Um, I'm sure mindfulness is also very much a part of like resilience. If you can be a little bit more mindful, you can be a little bit more resilient. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that through the month of September. Um, and uh, I mean, that's, uh, that's kind of it for this episode. So, I mean, other things uh, that we're doing again, uh, we, we have a week's worth now of um, uh, visual abstracts of different videos of different um, write-ups as well. Um, hopefully all to like help just make research a little bit more digestible. Um, hopefully we're writing things in a way that's like engaging and uh, understandable now. Um, yep. So uh, please check that, that out um, on our website. That is uh, roomforresearch.com or also on uh, social media, um, on, on Instagram, on YouTube, on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, uh, on TikTok. Uh, we, we, we do things everywhere. Um, so please, and engage with uh, us too. Out. Don't just check yes. it out, but like leave us comments and stuff. Share your feedback. Like let us mm-hmm. know if it interests you. We want to like engage in a dialogue. So, yes, yeah, because everything that we're doing here, like maybe it's helpful, but like it, it's only going to be as helpful as it is for like you, right? Like if we're not actually catering our content to you, like what are we doing? Um, so please uh, <laughs> engage with us and let us let us know um, what, what else do you want to hear about uh, or like what was confusing um, or what did you like? Uh, you can, we can also be positive. Yeah, right? Positivity is nice. <laughs> be mindful, mindful positivity. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so that's that's it uh, for, for today. Uh, thank you, Liz. Yeah, thank you for talking about this. All right. <laughs> See you later, everyone. Bye for now. Bye.